0: We've got Microsoft Facebook and Xbox Discord. Happy Friday, friends. It's um, somehow another week. Come, gone. Here we are. Friday mornings doing the podcast. Anyways, it's Friday. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. There was a... uh, a decent amount going on this week we had the microsoft inspire conference xbox announced some new integrations and so let's just kind of dive into the inspire stuff because that was the highlight or the big event for the week so microsoft inspire is their inspiring event it talks a lot about uh their sales strategy and where they're headed for the year and so microsoft announced uh, Microsoft, Facebook—it's not it's not quite Facebook, but they announced what's called Viva Engage. Now, this Viva Engage, which they promise us is not killing Yammer, is a company sort of like inter- Facebook thing that lives inside of Teams. And yes, the stories format will be coming to this product and in Teams. And so if you've ever wanted to share what the donuts look like in the break room, securely inside your company to a story format, oh, Microsoft has the answer for you. So, okay, what it is is Viva Engage. It really is sort of like a mini Facebook inside of of Teams. What what I love about Microsoft is every time they announce an engagement platform, they always have to write, Yammer's not dead, the future of Yammer. And to some extent, I probably kind of sort of believe them. I personally believe that Yammer is just going to be the back end plumbing for all of these services eventually. And that's what they will just keep calling Yammer. And I don't know about Yam Jams in the front end, uh, cause it's very clear that everything is going inside of Teams and Viva Engage is the new hotness that is sort of kind of walking on the toes of, uh, of Yammer. So either way, uh, other things were announced were Video Clip. It's a new Teams features you to record and send short videos. And so you can kind of imagine why you would need to be able to do that. And they've also announced collaborative annotations for when you're screen sharing and everything else and, and whiteboarding functionality right on your doodle screen. Uh, Again, coming to Teams. There's also uh, Excel Live. If you're familiar with PowerPoint Live, this is a very similar thing. It's built on, I believe, the back end of the Fluid Framework in it's Microsoft's most dynamic and collaborative way to work inside of Excel at the same time with your fellow teammates inside of Teams. Not necessarily, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be inside of Teams, but I'm sure that's where Microsoft wants you uh, to be using that. Uh, Other things Microsoft announced, they have uh blocked macros said they're not blocking macros and we're back to blocking macros apparently it was always their initiative to block macros there was a little bit of a hiccup along the way and in a very tried and true classic microsoft way uh they, they, they botched the communication of this but either way uh, office macros are going to be once again blocked by default when they come from the web and so there you go uh microsoft also announced windows 11 build 25163 now this brings back taskbar overflow and is, i got i have opinions on this for so if you have a ton of apps opened, which which is fine, if, if you are a max app type of person, I do not blame you, Windows can support it. What happens is, is that there's a little three dots, you click it and then more apps show up there. Okay, that, that is one solution. The, my biggest challenge is, is that when this happens, the left side of the taskbar isn't fully populated, like there's still space over there. Like you could have crammed more apps in there before they kick out the overflow, but that's the way Microsoft did it. They could have done it like we do with start 11, where it actually just goes to a second taskbar, so you can have two taskbar height. But they decided to do the overflow height, which I I think is fine. That's the implementation they want to route, which to me says they don't want to do double height taskbar. That's kind of the the feeling that I get from Microsoft, but uh, we will see uh, if they ever do go that way. Uh, Windows 1122 h2 is going to come with a new brute force attack protections enabled by default added by default so what this is is uh, there's an account lockout policy to mitigate RDP and other brute force password vectors now this is interesting because obviously brute force attacks are pretty common and an easy way to do it especially with uh, computing power these days it's a lot it's even easier Microsoft is also saying, I believe, this is going to be backported to Windows 10 and several versions, or at least the latest version of Windows Server. So this functionality will be coming to different products inside of the world of Microsoft. Uh, A new feature that I'm actually kind of interested, I haven't played with it yet, but it's called the Edge Command Palette. So think of this as a search bar for Edge commands. So using, what is it, uh, Control-Shift-Space, this will bring up a bar right in the middle, and you could type things like uh, delete browser history, and then it will actually take you to that that location or allow you to execute that function. It's a lot easier than having to click the little dots, go to settings, go to browser, go to search. And so think of it just as a search bar, but only for tools and functionality inside of Edge. I I think it's honestly uh, a pretty good idea. Also, finally, Microsoft was apparently working on a, a, a mid range Surface Duo with the, the they, we'll call it plastics instead of metal. Uh, they did cancel it, which I actually really, I, I have interesting thoughts on this because um, let's, would it have made more sense to launch a lower priced Surface Duo that was more unapologetically plastic rather than the version that we got that's more of the, the premium line? maybe the lower price point would have helped either way microsoft said now nah, we're not going to go with a multi-tier strategy we are just going to go with the premium and that is all that they launched very clearly they got pretty close because oh, excuse me doing this one early they got pretty close because the prototype ended up on ebay and i believe that listing was eventually pulled so either way uh microsoft at least considered and got it down pretty far enough to the pipeline that they had it in manufacturing at least in prototype form so will it will it come to see another day Maybe. It doesn't look like we're going to get it this generation, though, so I would not be holding your breath to get it uh, this generation. So, on to the gaming news. Not as much gaming news this week other than the mega bombshell. The Discord voice chat is coming to Xbox. This is a very big deal. It's already rolling out to insiders, and it means Microsoft is pretty confident in its functionality, and so it should be rolling out to many more people here, I would imagine, late summer, if not early fall at the latest. Now, what this does is it allows you to connect Discord, Xbox, don't need to use party chat so this is really really good because a lot of people play with their friends on other platforms that need discord and there you go microsoft's about a big bada boom making it happen mike i think still a lot of people would love to see microsoft buy discord they're not there yet uh microsoft is obviously working through the acquisition of activision and they're not going to let that get uh messed up here by trying to buy discord now so who knows uh other things that are available i haven't tried this one yet either but i really want to forza horizon 5 hot wheels is now available i did it on the last one and it was a lot of fun so i'd imagine this one is too uh as dusk falls is now out also a big shout out to the no man's sky team uh, endurance update is available but these guys have and gals have really like if you remember when no man's sky came out it was it was brutal it was pretty brutal They got slogged for it, and they have just been, like, just pounding away at it, and it's become quite the game. It's really developed quite the following, and uh, they've done a good job with it. And then finally, uh, Grounded, the game on Xbox Game Pass, is getting an animated spin-off, so that will be interesting to see how that plays out. So uh, on to the questions of the week. Just a handful of questions, and I was way late in getting this posted. So thank you to everybody who commented. Kicking it off here is Matt O'Berry says, "What's up with the speculation that Microsoft will buy Netflix after the ABK—that's Activision Blizzard—deal uh, closes? It makes sense to me after some thought. So the rumors spun up twofold. Twofold. The rumors spun up because." Microsoft is providing the backend technology stack for their advertisements. And then Netflix comes out and has like less than stellar earnings. It's, it's, I believe, it's their second quarter in a row of declining uh, additions, meaning they've pe- re- pretty much reached peaked and they're starting to become what is known as typically like a mature company. Not saying they can't grow. Uh, and then so people are like Microsoft should just buy Netflix. I, they they could. Microsoft could absolutely buy Netflix. They have the capacity to do it. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense first off netflix is uh they're they're out in my opinion at least as of right now they're outside their growth phase so microsoft isn't buying them because they think they're going to grow a bunch they'd only buy them because they think they're of value also microsoft has not had great luck in the world of entertainment they haven't had good luck with music services they've tried multiple times um they haven't really good good luck with like e-commerce stores like buying books and everything like that and so Bringing Netflix on board, <laughs> while it does make sense in some capacity, I don't think Microsoft would do it. I don't know if the margins are good enough. Microsoft likes high margin. I mean, who doesn't like high margin businesses? Uh, let's just be more clear there. So in theory, they could. I don't know what it would really add. I guess they could make the justification in Xbox Game Pass, they could add Netflix. But uh, uh, is, that a, is that a great thing? Um, not to mention it would jack up the price, potentially, of Xbox Game Pass significantly. So uh, there's a lot of rumors that Microsoft might buy them. I don't know if I if I think it's a smart buy. I I really don't, uh, unless Microsoft is going to go all in on this like a consumer bundle because they would have need video, they would need music, they'd have to like snatch up a Spotify or something like that. And mm, I don't know. <clears throat> Confused geek says, which is Microsoft more likely to buy, Twitter when Elon Musk backs out or Netflix? Now, see, this is an interesting one. I could see Microsoft be more interested in Twitter personally than netflix why because microsoft loves the data look what they've done with linkedin they've done a good job linkedin i know this is might be a little bit interesting of a scenario i consider linkedin and twitter kind of like a like parallel products linkedin is very obviously the business side of the whole thing right twitter is the consumer side twitter consumer consumer the, blah, 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 blah. now microsoft is not buying facebook I, you can make an argument that facebook is the better buy but I think Twitter is a good, good little parallel. Microsoft could use that data pipeline uh, for a lot of things that they do, like their advertising functionality. So I would, my belief is, it make more sense for Microsoft to buy Twitter than it would to buy LinkedIn. Now. Again, why would Microsoft buy Twitter? You know, laying that argument up, one of the reasons why they would not is the censorship and moderation of a platform like that is really dicey, and it puts them right into the fire. And so, uh, Microsoft may not want to do that purely from a political play. They have a really good, relatively good stance and viewpoint in Washington right now. They're kind of neutral-ish. They're not, they're not abusing their power. Owning Twitter instantly puts them back into the political spotlight. And I don't know if that's a great thing. I don't. I, I don't know if it's a great thing for Microsoft. Uh, Migi says, "Do you think Microsoft will build their chips in the future for consoles or for Surface?" I think that they're making really good OS products, and but the lack of control of their hardware could be holding them back. I so t- kind of sort of they do the Surface Pro X line does sort of have like these Microsoft branded chips i don't personally think they will reason being microsoft's bread and butter is working with companies like amd working with intel working with qualcomm to build out hardware to build it out like this surface book right here and everything else microsoft needs their partners they are a partner driven company when it comes to just about everything that they do and so microsoft wants to work with a partner solution yes i understand the desire for microsoft to build their own chips and just to go all in that's a, Apple, it took Apple decades to get there. It was, it's not something that said, boom, we're going to build A-series chips and put them on everything. Like, it was a long journey to get to that point, and Microsoft, they would almost be better off buying an AMD, in my opinion, than saying, let's do everything else, but they have such a good relationship with Intel, and they need Intel just as much as they need AMD, just as much as they need Qualcomm building stuff for their, their products as well, that I don't see Microsoft going all in on their own chipset development and wrapping it out, Will R says, Oh, this is a wonderful question. Hey, Brad, what's happening to the Surface 10-year anniversary? Are they doing an event? So Microsoft, I believe, does have an event scheduled for this fall. I don't know the exact date or what they're shipping yet, but I believe that they are going to be doing it a fall event. It's not like some sort of breaking exclusive thing. They almost, historically, they've almost always done a fall event. Any new products being announced? Um, Nora, if you've already talked about this. It. Not the 10-year anniversary. Microsoft, is, it'll be the 10 years of the Surface RT And the Surface Pro, I should say, because the Surface Pro... Surface RT always gets the limelight because it came out first. It's what Microsoft really wanted to take off. And then the Surface Pro, as we all know, is the product that really actually stood the test of time. And so here we are. Uh, They will have an event this fall. I don't know explicitly yet what they are doing, but I believe the 10-year event will be tied into that. I don't know if we'll see a special 10-year anniversary of a Surface. Uh, Definitely expect a lot of nostalgia at those events. And they'll probably gloss over some facts like Surface RT was a complete dumpster fire in terms of success so uh be on the lookout for that so uh there you go guys that wraps up microsoft's week in a tight little nutshell along with a couple questions sprinkled on top so uh we'll be back next week hopefully you had a wonderful week hopefully i'll get more sleep and not be doing this (laughs) the sun is barely up we'll put it that way i like to do these things early and so uh here we are here we are friends hopefully you had a wonderful week we'll catch all of you right back here next time